gum gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath, and he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Welcome to the Meatcast. Thank you, Louis Zong, for that theme song, Heathcliff's Meat Song, uh, available on Spotify, Bandcamp. Hey, uh, Kyle, uh, we have a great guest today. We'll get to that in just a second, but uh, I, I, I want to keep reading these Apple Podcast reviews. They're still rolling in. Yes, please. Uh, so we have one here from Admiral Admiral Poop Deck. He says, Meet Meatcast, very smart, very funny podcast with a couple of calm demeanor type fellows about everyone's favorite orange cat that loves a specific food item. So <laughs> calm demeanor of... type fellows, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was also alluding to Garfield. That 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 description could fit Garfield or Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah, I think he's being a little cheeky there. Uh, yeah, but, but we appreciate the review. Yeah, thank you, Admiral. Uh, and then we have uh, Dithering Ninny who says, do meat robots dream of electric meat sheep? Uh, it's not like any of my friends want to talk about Heathcliff with me, so I'm ecstatic that this podcast fills that parasocial void in my life. The show makes me feel like every week is Jimmy Week. So thank you, Dithering Ninny. That's a, a great compliment. I <laughs> wish every week was Jimmy Week. We're really happy to be your fake friends, Dithering Ninny, uh, <laughs> and your real friends. Uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll hang out. Yeah, send, send us an email at uh, meetcast or uh, heathcliffrecap at gmail.com. Yes, please. By the way, uh, somebody, Jake S., uh, sent us an email. Said who, he, gave, he said five stars in the email. And he, he says he's an Apple podcast. So he's just telling us. So thank you, Jake. Oh, yeah. Appreciate Jake that, S. Jake. And we have a couple more Apple podcast reviews we'll get to next week. But uh, please uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a review. We'll give you a shout out on the show. We sure will. That means we just proved it. We just proved that we would do that. Uh, Okay. Well, let's get to our guest. Yes. Very happy. We had a great guest today. Uh, Our guest today is Ngozi Yukazu, a uh, New Yorker cartoonist and a DC comics artist. Thank you so much for joining us, Ngozi. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. We're very glad you're here. Yeah, so you're a, a New Yorker cartoonist. How uh, when did how did that come about? How did you get into the New Yorker originally? Yeah, um, I think Emma Allen. She took over for Bob Minkoff uh, a few years back, and she was just looking to expand the uh, voices contributing to the New Yorker. And she's also she went to my college as well, so she was kind enough to reach out to say like you should try to submit. And that's how I started submitting. So that was really great. It's fun. Now, are you familiar with the Heath Yorker? Uh, I learned about it from this podcast. <laughs> okay. And you seem to really, like, you seem to be anti-New Yorker comics. That's the impression <laughs> I, I got. Yeah, you were saying, yes, yeah. hold well, his was, feet to the fire. It was the, in, it was the interview with Peter Gallagher, <laughs> and I think you were just saying, like, oh, this is not as good as your stuff, man. This stuff is, this stuff is way much, this is bad. I think what I meant to say was that, so the Heath Yorker is they swap a Heathcliff comic strip caption with a New Yorker comic strip caption. And what I meant to say was uh, the, it's always better in its original form. Like people will post those Heath Yorker strips with a Heathcliff comic with a New Yorker caption. It's like, 
I mean, I guess it kind of fits, but it was funnier when it was the Heathcliff caption. And oh, it yeah. was and funnier when it was just the New Yorker on its own. Right, Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you meant to too. say? I have no allegiances to that Condé Nast magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so then I'm guessing you probably haven't uh, had your, your comic strip on the Keith Yorker Twitter account. Maybe it, maybe it happened. You just wouldn't have heard about it. No. I meant yeah, to how it. in the world would she? Have yeah, heard about that. <laughs> it wasn't in my Google News alerts. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, are you on Twitter? Are you? Uh, are you? Yeah, I'm a Twitter. Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Okay. Though okay. I left yeah. and now I returned. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about any of this. <laughs> this <is all> new. <laughs> I should have searched. I, I wish I had. I thought to search the the Heath Yorker archives for any uh, for any of your comic strips. Is this a good question, Kyle? Is, uh, is what a good question? <laughs> the one you just asked or the one you're about to ask that I don't the know yet? The one I'm about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what do you think of Heathcliff? Are you, what is going do you, on? <laughs> <laughs> I just got off work. Nick is, uh, is, is really this frazzled is your, right now. your arena. Do you like Heathcliff, Gozi? So I had read a lot of Heathcliff growing up just because I always read the... Sunday papers, right? Um, but I was, I, I gotta admit, you know, I, I did get, I read, I read the other guy's stuff. I know it's like saying Macbeth in a, in a theater. <laughs> I won't say the name, although you guys appreciate did. that. Uh, he's his uncle. It's, it's, uh, oh, are you talking about Garfield? I think, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Stop <laughs> Nick just, Nick just okay, did it. Okay. He's not worried about I, okay, it. I understand that. Now, okay. now one I'm of sorry. us is going to get hit by, like, uh, some rat. A falling sandbag. Fall yeah. An anvil's going to fall. Uh, yeah. So that, like, I, I knew of Heathcliff, but for this podcast, I was like, let me, let me reintroduce myself to this cool guy. And, as soon as I jumped in, I was like, oh, whoa, this is 21st century Heathcliff. This is absurdist. I showed it to a lot of my um, cartoonist friends. I was like, um, guys, I'm going to be on a Heathcliff podcast. Look at this. <laughs> and it, to cartoonists, that's just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone's reaction to do on a yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> everyone's reaction was just like, whoa, this whips. They're getting like Nancy vibes, just like. Kind of oh, Heath, is Heathcliff giving Nancy? <laughs> it, it's giving, it's giving Nancy. Just like a little, little strange. If you don't understand the, the world, it is a little like absurdist. But once you start to understand, let's call it the Heathcliff visual vocabulary, the grammar <laughs> makes sense, mm-hmm. and then, and then you, then you too become fluent and you can speak the language. But once you jump in, it is it's it's very <laughs> absurd and strange. Yeah, I think that's Nancy a great like read. Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're both uh, they're both uh, older comics that were kind of revived by by somebody somebody new. Yeah, uh, like a younger generation. I would say like Heathcliff is probably like squarely in the middle of the like Bush Miller uh, Nancy and the like Olivia James Nancy because Olivia James Nancy the the most recent run right is very like meta and like fourth wall breaking and you know uh, playing with the form a lot and Heathcliff doesn't really do that but it it does have that kind of absurdist streak that I think I see in a lot of the the older Bushmiller Nancy comics yeah I think the Heathcliff comics that I've seen they are like again I 
think they're hilarious. We all had a good laugh looking at like the last two or three weeks. Um, they make no effort <laughs> to be understood <laughs> by like <laughs> like the layman, the the non Heathcliff. Like they they don't care, and I and I respect that so much in art when it's just like you either get it or you don't. You can start to get into us into this, or you don't want to. And I think that that is a bit. Um, it's very rebellious i enjoy it yes well you mentioned the the uh the last couple of weeks youth comic, comics let's go ahead and take a look at uh last week's youth comics well i have not looked at this week on heathcliff you were saying you, you've not read this week's yet That's- yeah i wanted to keep them f- keep it fresh so that my reaction could be uh authentic just purely from that's great fire yeah. shooting from the hip yeah right now so we start here with march 10th friday march 10th and this is uh heathcliff being shot out of a cannon with a star a little star on the cannon it looks like a, it looks like a decorative cannon uh something an evil knievel might use and uh grandma nutmeg is poking her head out the window telling her neighbor he was born under a wandering star <laughs> no i thought it was a soviet cannon for some reason <laughs> oh <laughs> It could be. I was thinking Evil Knievel just because that seems like something he might do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right out of the gate here. What? <laughs> this is, is he was born under a wandering star or even just the phrase wandering star. Is that a commonly used phrase? I don't think I've ever heard it. Well, it's a phrase that has been used in Heathcliff before in pretty much exactly the same comic strip. Oh, really? <laughs> With a big shot out of a cannon. Um, but it's also, uh, it's from a song. It's from um, Paint Your Wagon, the uh, the, the musical. Oh. Uh, did you guys like to hear a little bit of it? I would love to hear a little bit of it. Yeah, who do you think sings the, the song? If you had to guess. <laughs> Dolly Parton. No, he's from musical. I don't, I don't know if it's a musical. Robert Preston. <laughs> Can I hear it first and we'll see? Well, you'll see oh, immediately, immediately well recognize it. It's Lee Marvin. Wheels are made for rolling, mules are made to pack. I've never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. I- so you can see like sung is like a, it's yeah. being generous with the way. I liked how in the background of that clip, you did see a cat fly across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. There's an orange cat flying from left to right in the frame. And weird. Lee Marvin doesn't say that. anything about it. That's so weird. <laughs> so full circle here. <laughs> this, oh, Yeah. If you can believe it, this was the number one single in the UK for three weeks. This. I can believe that. <laughs> that, that what, checks out. What is going on over there? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I see get, if I can find it real quick. The uh, the the one that was uh, the the comic that he reused. Uh, that's very similar to this one. I don't know if I understand the connection. I mean, this is a. I mean, this happens a lot, but I don't know if I understand the connection between the image and the phrase "He was born under a wandering." <laughs> He's going back. Okay. He's going back. 
I kind of took it just to mean like uh, he he uh, he likes to set his own path. I don't know. Yeah. But here is the uh, the almost identical. <laughs> it really, really is. Now um, I should note that this one there is no star on the cannon, so that's true. even even less of a <laughs> star connection on this one. I feel like we're in uh, the we're in the war room. Yeah, I was like, can we go back? Pants. <laughs> 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 now um, <laughs> the image is flipped, and Heathcliff's wearing a, ba- a backpack in one of them, a parachute maybe. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what's that? I was I was really checking to see. Uh, you know, I don't want to accuse anybody of any. Uh, you you could trace your own work, but I was just like, wait a minute, was this just flipped and traced? Which is very, <laughs> which is awesome. It should be like you know, it's a callback. Um, no, I think he, you think he drew it fresh this time. I mean, that, that one I think was from years and years ago. That's awesome. Uh, do I have a date on this one? I don't have a date on this one, but it's from May 2nd of, oh, 2020 actually. Do you think he, August 1st. Do you think he parallel thought himself? Do you think he didn't remember that he did the, he was born under a wandering star comic before? Oh, I Pete, hope. Pete, if you're listening to this one, let us know. Um, we won't, we won't tell anybody if that's what happened, but we're just really curious if you, had the idea. <laughs> I hope. And here's a similar one, except it's he was born a rambling cat as a caption. But no way. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> that is so. That wait, can we put them all together? Oh my god, like a triptych. <laughs> I, uh, I now he was born a rambling cat. That's one that I I'm really I'm into that one. I like that a little more than Wandering Star, but I, I'm not a paint your wagon guy, so you know. Where is Heathcliff getting? Is he renting this? <laughs> is he licensed to do this? And in these other two, Iggy is operating the cannon. The little boy. Yeah, uh, that's extremely is, dangerous. Oh, that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to March 11th, and this was a great one. This is Grandpa <laughs> Nutmeg walking down the sidewalk. Uh, kind of a smug look on his face. Heathcliff is sitting on his head with a smug look on his face. It said it's sitting on grandpa's head with a smug look on his face. And then on Heathcliff's head is a fish, little fish bowl with a fish waving his fins up, holding his fins up. And the caption is the fish saying, I'm king of the world. I'm the king of the world. Nick doing a lot of editorializing with the smug face stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that read. Yeah. They look content, if you ask me. What would happen if you submitted this to the New Yorker? Oh, an immediate rejection. <laughs> Not because of the quality or the humor. I just think that because uh, this is this is great. I just think that uh, most of my comics get rejected from the New Yorker. So I think they would they would not they would not be charmed by even Heathcliff. I don't know. Especially if it was, it'd be plagiarism for me too. <laughs> if you specifically submitted this comic to the New Yorker, I don't think that's allowed. Well, also different goals, uh, yeah. you know, from a New Yorker comic. I think than what we're shooting for here. You know, nobody nobody here um, uh, at a cocktail party. Nobody here on a therapist's couch, mm-hmm. anything like that, um, <laughs> at the dentist. Although there have been, there have been those, we have, I know for a fact we've had at least one Heathcliff on the therapist couch mm. comic. Mm. There are just so many uh, weird things about this comic strip. <laughs> I mean, first of all, both 
Heathcliff and the old man have something on their head, which is a common trope in Heathcliff. People have carry pets on their heads. Or, uh, not sure why. Well, where else is uh, he supposed to carry them, Nick? <laughs> there you go. You can keep your hands free in case there's a meat robot attack. You got to defend yourself. But then why is the fish saying that why is the fish quoting Titanic? Well, they're you don't they're walking back from the Titanic 3D re-release that was just in theaters. Mm. And See, the, so fish the funny is thing about this podcast, I love when I, I really love this podcast because it's basically fandom, and I'm a huge fan of anybody exploring fandom. And what you guys usually do is like curative fandom, which is kind of talking about the characters, talking about the recurring themes, just organizing the information of the comic, right? <laughs> But what we've entered into is transformative fandom, this fan fiction that Kyle is writing <laughs> about what happened before. Yeah, I'm sort of filling in the gaps in the lore uh, <laughs> to satisfy the little itches in my brain, you know? Wait, so what happens after? I haven't got that far yet. I don't know whether they're on their way to... <laughs> You know, probably getting ice cream. I'd imagine they go see a movie, get some ice cream. (laughs) It also is. uh, Did you? I think the line is, "I'm king of the world," right? But uh, he threw in an extra "the" in here. We we, we want to. We're going to dive deep on the. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Let's move on to. uh, No, I'm with you. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. But let's move on to March 13th, Monday. Uh, this is Heathcliff standing in front of a vending machine labeled garbage, <laughs> putting a, trying to put a dollar bill in there. Uh, meanwhile, Grandpa Nutmeg is standing in the back with Iggy. Grandpa Nutmeg has a, a newsboy cap on, <laughs> pointing out. But uh, Grandpa is saying, how does he find these things? <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love the idea of a garbage vending machine. I'm all in. You know, I'm digging that window. It's good. The window above the garbage say, It's not <laughs> neither cat nor man can fit through that little guy. It's the smallest window. It, it breaks up the pattern of the brick, so I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love I love that you pointed out Grandpa Nutmeg's newsboy cap. Um, I, it, I'm curious if we've seen him in a newsboy cap before. Does this indicate Grandpa Nutmeg I think so. going through some sort of identity <laughs> crisis? He's like, he's like, I'm a hat guy now. You know? <laughs> we see him wear two pays every now and then, so oh, maybe he's true. like, maybe he's just uh, embarrassed about his his hair loss. Well, if we if we take that as true, that maybe he's going through like an identity shift. Then the question that he asks, "How does he find these things?" kind of reveals that he wants to know how to. Continue to manipulate his own identity. It's aspirational, is <laughs> it's, what it's, he's. Yeah. Yeah. He's ad- he's admiring the. <laughs> it's like what's going to come out of there? Could I wear that too? <laughs> um, we talked about the Heath Yorker earlier, but. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Tweet Cliff. I wanted to talk about uh, this Heath Yorker. A lot of people seem to like this one. So it's the garbage uh, vending machine, Heathcliff, and then the caption is, ah, the drama of the Academy Awards. Uh, and then the New Yorker one is uh, somebody, or that, that's less important, but it was about the Academy Awards. <laughs> that is Zoe's, Zoe uh, Z's art. 
Okay, I guess we should describe it. I forgot we had. She's crying about because the first, um, I think, uh, Kihu Juan won, and she's also Asian American. (laughs) Oh, is that? I was wondering what why because the the she's uh, flipping over uh, days without emotional incident uh, uh, sign, and she's setting it back to zero after watching the Oscars. That, that's why okay I, w- I was curious what the emotional incidents at the oscars was yeah that okay. makes sense that additional context makes sense <laughs> but it is sort of just looking at the art it's like okay i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what this yeah. is it also i was also confused because at the oscars jimmy kimmel the host had one of these days without blank sign or it was like oscars without an incident sign so he did the same joke Oh, the did he? Did he like, do is it, like? Did he do a days without Oscars without a slap joke? Yeah, yeah, oh. something like that. So I, I was like, "Is that a reference?" To that I, I, it was a confusing good I, stuff, I, Jimmy. I love Zoe, but this is not about her. This is about Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I even mentioned her irrelevant emotions. No, it's very funny to me that this has 128 likes because, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like the caption no, with so. the art complete nonsense you know and somebody on a discord i am on said this is so good i love this so much and i think it was uh huel hauser i don't know if he listens but uh it was uh yeah to me it's just like eh, i i guess the idea is that the oscars are garbage but i, I don't know maybe maybe perhaps heathcliff's heathcliff fans brains have become so broken uh <laughs> Through years of consuming this legitimately very funny, but a little bit off of center <laughs> comic strip. And now, you know how it's like, we're all comedians here, you know? And you know how, like, you, you kind of don't laugh at stuff a lot of the times. You just see it and you go, like, that's funny. And then, but it takes <laughs> something like really, really like absurd and completely unexpected to make you laugh. Whereas like a normal person would be like, I don't understand why that's funny. You know, maybe it's that kind of situation. It's like, you got to get harder and harder. Yeah. What's the rating on this podcast? (laughs) If you let it fly. Yeah. If you're asking permission to swear. I I don't, well, no, I don't really, I I don't consume a lot of pornography, but it's (laughs) what you're describing is people who are like, yeah, I, I'm. I've seen all the vanilla stuff. I've seen all the weird stuff. I've seen all the dark stuff. <laughs> I need to see like someone on fire, <laughs> like <laughs> talking to a, like becoming aroused by a gar- by a vending machine in order for me to feel anything. I think we that's need a, that's <laughs> we need a word I for. I think that's true of Heathcliff in general. Yeah, Heathcliff is kind of the. The really hard stuff uh, <laughs> after you've gone through like Garfield. And, like, I, you know, I was raised on Peanuts and Garfield and oh, yeah, Foxtrot yeah, yeah. and everything. You, 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 you I, wouldn't give Heathcliff to a child. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not without they're not, They are not ready for that. They, <laughs> they're going to be asking questions you are not equipped to answer. Yeah. What's a meat helmet? <laughs> you start turn, sweating. Turn Where did you get that? <laughs> did your uncle give that to you? Disgusting. <laughs> We are kind of the gooners of the Heathcliff uh, <laughs> world. The, the gooners? Yeah, you've never heard this phrase? It's like a, a oh, no. person who's uh, addicted to pornography. Oh. A gooner. No, no. Gooner. I, 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 it stuck in my mind because uh, fans of the Arsenal Football Club also call themselves gooners. Themselves mm. gooners. And so I thought, I thought that was a funny little... 
Anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, let's look at March 14th. Uh, this is Heathcliff dressed as a, basically dressed as Sergeant Slaughter, uh, but a Marine drill sergeant. And he's uh, clinging, he, he's got a trash can in one hand, he's kind of uh, clanging it with, uh, with his baton. And uh, two mice are standing at attention in front of their little mouse hole. And uh, Iggy Nutmeg is standing by watching from the banister from the staircase and saying, he's waking the mice. <laughs> I mean, just this is just, uh, it's a funny, Heathcliff as a sar- drill sergeant is funny, right? Yeah, it's a great image. He's cosplaying authority because he's such a rascal. True. Heathcliff is a very anti-authority figure, so it's it's an interesting uh he's he's a he's a tourist here. He you know, he's just trying this on. Yeah. He, and he and what, what is his relationship with the with the mice, you think? I I'm not sure I know I've I've seen I've what obviously I've read a lot of Heathcliff, but I'm not sure how he exactly Heathcliff feels about these mice. He he wakes them up quite frequently, right? And not to like not like bothering them. He rouses them to like attention so they can start their day, right? Well, that's what I interpret from this comic strip. Are you saying that he does that in other comics? I think he does that in other comics, right? Okay. He might. Yeah. yeah, he might. I can't think of an example. But I, I do know that he it's like kind of adversarial, but it's not but it not in the way that you would think of with like a cat and mouse. Like he's not like he's he's no Tom. He's no Tom, that's for sure. And, and let's face it, they're no Jerry, you know? <laughs> well, they don't have that charm. They do not have that charm. They do not have that Jerry charm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's not but, like trying to eat them or anything. He's, he's, they're, not, no, he's, they're never he's, in any danger of being murdered. I feel like usually the joke is that he's being too friendly with them. So then I'm, so then I'm sitting here reading this and I'm wondering, well, why is he the drill sergeant here? Great question. It's good. It's a good... It's a good image. Maybe that's all it is. It's just a funny. I mean, I think it is undoubtedly a good image, um, for sure. Okay, so March fifteenth, we have Heathcliff staring at a fish bowl with two fish in it, and he's got Puppet Heathcliff on his hands. And uh, one of the fish is saying, "Puppet Heathcliff looks hungry," so it seems like Puppet Heathcliff might eat one of the fish. Are you familiar with Puppet Heathcliff, Ngozi? I um, have not encountered this character in the. Let's just call this the Iliad that is <laughs> now in in contrast to the mice, I think I feel like we've talked about this before. The the fish are the ones that are always in danger. Heathcliff absolutely mm, yes. is is uh slobbering looking at these fish. He's um, a freak for fish. That's why we started <laughs> doing that fish sandwich segment that we quickly abandoned. <laughs> One week of it. <laughs> And Gozi, how do you feel about fish sandwiches, uh, like fast food fish sandwiches? Um, I haven't had one in years. It, mm, I do think okay. it's funny that you made my um, improv teammate Kyle ingest one, and it made him ill. <laughs> it um, made him. Oh, that's right, it did. Make I don't. I don't know if that's true, but he hated it. Yeah. He, hated he really it. hated it, and then we didn't do it for any other guests. <laughs> But in our defense, what are we going to do? We're not going to ask Peter Gallagher to go buy a fillet of fish. You know, he would have been I like, wanted I, to. I buy he, okay. Nick wanted to, and 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 Pete would have done it. God love him, but you know, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't look this man in the eye, and I've got you know 30, 45 minutes with an icon, and I can't ask him like, <laughs> Hey, what do you think of the fillet of fish sandwich? Yeah. 
Have you ever had a filet fish at Cozy? Of uh, course. From McDonald's? I'm a. I'm okay. A... smell fish so let's go ahead and do the the fish sandwich segment right? you gotta warn how me would about you... those music cues <laughs> what would you give uh the the filet fish on us do you remember what scale we chose it was a I five know. bone scale <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Ngozi. <laughs> fish bone scale that's right yes Anyway, let's just give it an overall score. I, I give the filet fish. I, I think I give the Popeyes flat. I think I give them a five. I'll give filet fish a five as well. I think it's one of it's on my Mount Rushmore of, of fast food items. Wow. Yeah, and Gozi and I are both looking at you as, askance. We're, well, I grew up eating the filet fish because I I didn't eat meat growing up. I only ate fish, and it was the uh, the only like fast food sandwich I could really order. Mm-hmm. I love it. I still love it. It's great. The the tartar sauce just <laughs> goes perfectly with that with that big fish stick, and then the, the it's not too much cheese. They only use a half a piece of American cheese. If they used the full piece of American cheese, it would be too much cheese. It would be overwhelming. I think it's just perfect the way it is. I, it, and the steamed they steam the the bun. They don't steam the bun for anything else at a McDonald's. This is only for the fish. What I. Like- I Sorry. No, sorry. I was, I, no, go I, ahead. We were both going to comment on the, the sentences that Nick said. I like that you said you called that meat part uh, the fish stick. <laughs> like, I fish think, stick, not fish stick. Fish stick. Yeah. yeah okay. We've all seen the stick. South Park. We've all seen the South okay, Park. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, you called it the fish stick. Like, it's, it's not, which is, I mean, geometrically false <laughs> absolutely not true it's a cute is it stick is, is, is there a certain uh like a shape that a stick must take well cannot a stick be rectangular all right i'm not yeah. doing this <laughs> let's not let's not quibble with semantics now gentlemen. what i really what i was gonna say that i really love is that nick uh brought this segment up again uh dropped the jingle and then just proceeded to monologue about how much he loved the filet of fish. <laughs> yeah, I think a spinoff podcast is coming down the pipe. Well, how, how do you guys feel? What do you? What rating do you give it out of five uh, fish bones? And Gozi, our, our esteemed guest, I, I, I yield the uh, floor. Well, because a previous guest uh, was too afraid to be controversial, <laughs> I'm going to come in. <laughs> With my hot take, steamed take, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm, I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, I'm gonna say one fish bone. One. Fish Whoa. Bone. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'll see you in the alley. <laughs> We're doing this 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 first take. You know, sports radio kind of. I love this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be a coward and say three. Right in the middle. Mm. And actually, uh, you know, that's just what I truly, you know, a filet of fish, when I have it, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, great. This is, this is pretty good. But I'm not really thinking about it all the time. I'm not like, oh, I gotta have a filet of fish, you know? And I'm not a big fan of tartar sauce, which is a big part of it, you know? Uh, so I'll, I'll get that. It's a big part of any fish sandwich. True. That is, that is true. Just about, um, just about any fish sandwich. That is true. That is true. Which is maybe why I'm not like wild about this segment. 
<laughs> <laughs> okay, well, poor outing for the Flea of Fish. Uh, but let's uh, move on to uh, the last comic for the week. Uh, this is from today, Thursday, March 16th. And this is Heathcliff at a nail salon. Uh, we, we see it from the from the window from the outside, but Heathcliff is sitting down at the front desk. And, uh, and uh, one of the people working in the nail salon is asking the other one, She's she's about to give Heathcliff some sort of procedure, and she's saying, "Is this a mani or a pedi?" Uh, I guess the idea being, he only has feet. Yeah. So is it a manicure or a pedicure? Because what if he does his front paws? Does that make it a manicure, or is it pe- still pedi? That's a great question. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm Heathcliff, not a veterinarian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Heathcliff does walk around on his hind legs though so like i feel like it's pretty obvious that the front feet would be uh a manny and the back feet would be a petty um you feel like it's obvious i feel like this is one of the great riddles of our time this is like if a sphinx were around (laughs) if a sphinx were around today he'd be asking the sphinx asked riddles right yeah you got it yeah okay yeah you'd be asking stuff something like this (laughs) What what is um Here walks on four <laughs> <laughs> walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the middle of the day and uh, back at four legs at night. Heathcliff? Heathcliff, Heathcliff, Heathcliff does, yeah. yeah. And man, it's man. Yes. And woman and woman. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you for... <laughs> so inclusive. <laughs> so you know, inclusive. <laughs> the one thing I really want to comment on is this uh, kind of Edward Hopper Nighthawks composition that we're dealing with here, <laughs> which, you know, in that in that famous painting, no one's really talking. Oh, right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Heathcliff has become the protagonist of that. He would be kind of parallel with that um, main character in Nighthawks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Is he lonely? Is this him seeking connection? Is Gallagher maybe correcting what he thinks is like some uh alienation from society i don't know I'm, I'm totally getting that i absolutely see what you're saying here because heathcliff his back is to giving us. nighthawk yes you know he's we don't see his face so we're he's our, we're already kind of alienated from him in that way and key element here the two people working at the nail salon are not talking to heathcliff mm. they're talking the woman asking the question is asking the other person working at the nail salon, is this a Manny or Petty? And Heathcliff's just sitting there while they're talking about him. Okay, let's uh, move on to uh, Garbage Ape Deep or Garbage Deep Dive, is what we'd call it. Garbage Deep Dive. <laughs> okay. your, your vocals come in so hot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um yeah i didn't do a great job of mixing this all right so uh i i want to do a deep dive on the meat tank I, I i set it up for last week but we ran out of time so i figured we do it this week but so the meat tank originated from uh and and i uh, thank you to forrest slassman for helping me research this uh it, it originated from a week of heathcliff scholarships where heathcliff was thinking about things that had to do with meat so uh the first day he was thinking about himself wearing a meat helmet and then the next day, he was thinking about himself carrying a meat flag. And then later, he was thinking about himself wearing a meat cape. <laughs> and then on the fourth day, he was thinking about a meat tank. And he was walking <laughs> on the sidewalk with Grandpa Nutmeg and thinking about himself driving a meat tank 
And the caption was Grandpa Nutmeg again wearing that newsboy hat, saying, <laughs> I don't like that look on your face. <laughs> he was right to be concerned. It, it you know, yeah. the meat tank is it has Heathcliff manifested this. The meat <laughs> tank is real now. Yes, and, and we are all meant to tell people about it. Uh, and, and Gozi, were you familiar at all with the meat tank before this? Um, I was on the Heathcliff.com store and I saw it and I was like, wonder how that, I wonder how that came to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've answered my question. And the answer, that, the answer to that question is just, it just is. <laughs> like, my God, on the first day. This is a real, like, if you will it, it is no dream kind of thing here, you know? Like, I, I'm kind of loving this. Like, this is kind of firing me up of, like, this all started with just Heathcliff thinking, I'd love to drive a meat tank. And now here we are. <laughs> it, it, the impact it's had on the culture is immeasurable. Does he love war? Does he want to, what does he want to do? Does he want to hurt people with this thing? We don't, we, we, don't, we, we don't know. We don't know. Well, we'll, we'll take a look at. It. I mean, there's only been four meat tanks. We, we don't know. We, we can try to figure. We can try to tease it out by looking at some of this. So this is the first meat tank comic strip. This is January 16, 2020. The next one was January 19, 2021. So a full year later, and this is Heathcliff driving the meat tank, and it's a class. This is a classic this one. This is perhaps the, the most famous is, appearance of the meat tank. I would say. Mm. The, the children are, are, are cheering him on and, and the, the man in the meat store is saying children love the meat tank. And that, yeah, this is, this is the, yeah, the, this is the one that they sell, they sell in the store. This is uh this is the, the classic meat tank and uh, he's not hurting anybody here. He's just putting on a show. Um, yeah. It's like a, it's like Soviet Russia rolling the mm. tanks down, you know, the, the square, you know, it's a show of force. It's, it's, yeah, definitely a show force meant to be intimidate. I'm not sure to what order. <laughs> I will note too, Heathcliff in this is both wearing a meat helmet and waving a meat flag. So knowing that this came from the week of him dreaming stuff, those are all right. the things that he dreamed of during that week. All we're missing is the meat cape, which he may be wearing. the the yeah. way The way that this is positioned, we don't know. We can't see it. I'm going to assume that he is. That's, you know, headcanon. Um, more of this fan fiction. More of this fan fiction stuff. It is great that he was dreaming about... He wasn't dreaming about meat. He was dreaming no. about <laughs> ways to express his, his love of meat. Mm. Uh, anyway, okay. So then uh, uh, June 9th, 2021, uh, which is just uh, six months later, five months later, uh, it's Heathcliff driving the meat tank, and uh, there's a it's in a parade, and... Uh, uh, someone is saying the meat tank is in t- demand. A, a bird is saying that the meat tank is in demand for parades. So again, just kind of a parade vehicle, a show of intimidation. Um, and then uh, the, I think this is the last one. So it, it took kind of a two-year break. And then last week it came back and wow. uh, the man in the meat store said, tell everyone the meat tank is back. <laughs> just rushing to the phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. We had, we did have a, we were playing some clips last week of, of various Heathcliff fans telling their their families that the that the meat tank is back. Their loved I, ones. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to call my mom and tell her that. I maybe I'll, I'm going to call her right now. Uh, we'll see how this goes. 
She might she might not answer, but we'll see. Listener, I can't confirm Nick is actually pulling out his cell phone. He is calling his mom right now. Let's see. She sometimes doesn't answer. Because you call her you guys hear that? about stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Hi mom. Did you know that the Hi. did you know that the meat tank is back? Did I what? Did you know that the meat tank is back? Hold on. <laughs> this poor woman. Okay, now what, Uh, The meat tank is back. Are the foot back? <laughs> it never mind, mom. It it was just a, a joke, but uh, I'll call you back uh, in a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the meat tank is back. The what? <laughs> it does. It doesn't matter. Okay. Bye, mom. Bye. Oh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wanted to go over some other tanks and the special things. The garbage tank. Are we not gonna like? We're not gonna kind of talk about what just happened. <laughs> Sweep that under the rug. Uh, My mom didn't under. She didn't know what the meat tank was. It didn't make any sense to her. Did you think that she would? <laughs> I barely understand what the meat tank is. And you've seen it. You've seen it you've seen, we several just, times at this point. Yeah, we've just spent <laughs> several slides showing you the history of it. What I, I do love uh, about that that call, assuming Nick has not cut this segment out of the show, is that. Um, once Nick said, don't worry about it, mom. It's just a joke. She gave you a, a generous little laugh. <laughs> so like, oh, <laughs> okay. You can't cut this part out because I'm going to mention it when I plug. I'm going to mention it every five minutes. <laughs> Nick's mom. Just, yeah, try cutting around that. Okay. <laughs> um, Do you see how I know, definitely. You're never gonna have me out again. Uh, <laughs> this is good. I'm lo- I'm loving it. I I'm loving this energy. It's about time okay. somebody took Nick to task for his, <laughs> his behavior. He's been resting. Well, so here time. we have the, the garbage ape tank. So the garbage ape is driving a green tank. Uh, it's just kind of driving on the street. Uh, trash cans flying in the air. Uh, the caption is the garbage ape. A raccoon is cheering. Uh, that was the early version of the garbage egg tank. This is way back in 2013. I think it's the first tank, 2013, Dr. Infinity. The uh, garbage egg tank, tank came back later in 2021, and now it looks much more modern, like a modern garbage egg tank. And the caption is, where do cats get ticker tape parade? Or where do cats get ticker tape? Um, I'm speeding through this because we're, we're, we're running low on time. And then we have here uh, Heathcliff in a cat tank. It's got kind of a cat face to it, and he's standing in front of a dog tank, and he's got a... Or it's from a dog pound. He's got a binoculars, and uh, the dog pound man is saying he helps us out. Uh, and then we have a gum tank. The gum store guy is saying he had we had extra money in the advertising budget. And then there's a love tank, and uh, Heathcliff and his girlfriend Sonia are in the love tank wearing love helmets. And Cupid is in the background saying, "I could use a love tank." That one, of course, ran on Valentine's Day, 2022. Thoughts on these other tanks? The other tanks in the Heathcliff universe. I love them. I'd love. I'd love to see more of all of these. But I do particularly want to shout out the gum tank having <laughs> a great image of both Heathcliff blowing a bubble and 
a bubble being blown out of the barrel of the tank. That's a, that's just a good gag. Yeah, what are these other tanks firing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can assume can assume that the that the love tank is firing love bullets. Heath, uh, like yeah, yeah, like the equivalent it, yeah, keep of like cupid arrows, arrows, but, but like yeah. for, but like actual mortar shells. But when you get hit with them, that you, you fall in love. Yeah, terrifying speeds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely devastating velocity. <laughs> Much safer to get hit with an arrow, but you know, okay. Now the dog uh, catching tank, I, you know, uh, it just has a net. There's no gun barrel. It just has a net on the back, which is right. So it's a humane, humane tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they started using these tanks <laughs> in, in war. We probably all be. <laughs> Yes, the other tanks are a lot weapons of mass destruction. They are not <laughs> a convention violator. <laughs> we have UN inspectors entering Westminster as we speak. Uh, <laughs> well, that wraps up our deep dive on tanks and specifically the meat tank. Uh, Ngozi, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, where can we find you? Uh, where, like, yeah, where, where, where should we send um, people? If you go to Ngozi U on most social media sites, you can find me. Uh, I have two books out that you can find at pretty much any bookstore. And if you're listening to this in the future, look out for a comic called Bunt uh, and also a DC comic called Barda. Yeah, very cool. exciting stuff. I saw All right, you well, thanks for the DC thing. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us. And thanks to everybody listening. And until, and thank you, Kyle. Nick. And until next time. <laughs> Nick's mom. That bothers me. <laughs> thank you my, to my mom. <laughs> <laughs>